Welcome to Miss Johnsy Johns, where stories, poetry, and song await. This is your space for goodness, imagination, and joy. Sweet child, listen. A nursery rhyme to market. To market, to market, to buy a fat pig. Home again, home again, jiggity jig. To market, to market, to buy a fat hog. Home again, home again, jiggity jog. To market, to market, to buy a plum bun. Home again, home again, market is done. Have you ever heard that one? Or heard it exactly that way? I used to sing that as a child, but I didn't know the plum bun part. And a plum bun sounds like um, a sweet to me. I'm gonna sing it again for you and maybe you can learn it. To market, to market, to buy a fat pig. Home again, home again, jiggity jig. To market, to market, to buy a fat hog. Home again, home again, jiggity jog. To market, to market, to buy a plum bun. Home again, home again, market is done. And as I love to do, I wanted to share a poem with you. It is so important to me to share poetry with you because it isn't really a part of our days, our normal part of our culture. And it's absolutely mesmerizing to me, a really beautiful place to take your mind. And so I've chosen today, The Wind by Robert Louis Stevenson. I saw you toss the kites on high and blow the birds about the sky. And all around I heard you pass like ladies' skirts across the grass. Oh, wind a-blowin' all day long. Oh, wind that sings so loud a song. I saw the different things you did, but always you yourself you hid. I felt you push, I heard you call. I could not see yourself at all. Oh, wind a-blowing all day long. Oh, wind that sings so loud a song. Oh, you that are so strong and cold. Oh, blower, are you young or old? Are you a beast of the field and tree? Or just a stronger child than me? Oh, wind a-blowing all day long. Oh, wind that sings so loud a song. The Wind by Robert Louis Stevenson. And now our story today is from Brambley Hedge by Jill Barkham. And this is the autumn story so appropriate for the time. It was a fine autumn. The blackberries were ripe and the nuts were ready and the mice of Brambley Hedge were very busy. Every morning they went out into the fields to gather seeds, berries, and roots, which they took back to the store stump and carefully stowed away for the winter ahead. The store stump 
was warm inside and smelled deliciously of bramble jelly and rising bread, and it was already nearly full of food. Lord Woodmouse, who lived in the old oak palace, was out early with his youngest daughter, Primrose. Now keep close to me and don't get lost, he said, as they made their way along the blackberry bushes. Primrose picked the berries nearest the ground while her father hooked the upper branches down with his walking stick. The basket was nearly full when they were joined by old Mrs. Eyebright. I've been looking for you, she said. Bad weather's on its way. I can feel it in my bones. We must finish our harvesting before the rain begins. Lord Woodmouse sent Primrose back to the palace and then went on to the store stump to find Mr. Apple to make arrangements. Soon, parties of mice with carts and wheelbarrows were hurrying out to the fields to gather the last of the nuts and berries. Lord and Lady Woodmouse decided to help pick mushrooms and they were just setting off when Lady Woodmouse cried out in alarm, Where's Primrose? She was nowhere to be seen. She wasn't hiding in the baskets or under the leaves or in the long grass. Has anyone seen Primrose? shouted Lord Woodmouse. She hasn't been here, replied the mice, gathering berries high in the blackthorn bush. We haven't seen her, called the mice in the tangly hawthorn trees. The children thought she was at her grandmother's house and a search party was sent along to investigate. Hot and out of breath, they knocked at the door of Crabapple Cottage. Have you seen Primrose? asked Wilfred. We've lost her. Mrs. Apple shook her head, took off her apron, and joined in the search. Mr. Apple ran over to the gap in the hedge by the store stump. Primrose, where are you? he cried. Primrose, where are you? echoed the call across the cornfield. Lord and Lady Woodmouse went back to the palace. They looked in the cupboards and under the beds. The store stump was searched from top to bottom. Oh dear, said Lady Daisy. She's such a little mouse. Where can she be? What shall we do? Meanwhile, Primrose Wandering along the edge of the cornfield was quite unaware of her parents' concern. She had spent the morning picking wildflowers and gazing up at the blue sky, and after a lunch of blackberries, she had dozed a little in the sun, and she was just going to help a group of mice she had seen gathering seeds in the ditch when she spotted a little round house high up in the stalks of the corn. I wonder who lives there she thought, and decided to climb up and peep through one of the windows. As she looked in, she saw two pairs of bright little eyes peering back at her. I, I do beg your pardon, she stammered, and began to climb down again. We were just going to have tea, a voice called after her. Won't you join us? Primrose found the tiny front door and went inside. It was very cozy. There was a thistle-down carpet on the floor, 
and the neatly woven grass walls were covered with books and pictures. The two elderly harvest mice who lived in the house were very glad to have a visitor. They sat Primrose down, gave her a slice of cake, and handed her their album of family portraits to look at. When Primrose had been shown all their treasures, she thanked the mice politely and climbed down to the ground again. She decided to walk to the edge of the chestnut woods before she went home. Some brambly hedge mice were still there, picking blackberries in the last of the evening sun, but they were too busy to notice her. She peered into the grasses, looking for feathers and other useful things. Hidden in the brambles, she discovered a very interesting hole. I wonder if anyone lives down there, she said to herself and wandered into the tunnel. It was very dark inside, but she could just see round front doors set in the walls of the branching passages. As she went deeper into the tunnel, it became darker still, and soon Primrose could see nothing at all. I don't think I like this place, said Primrose with a shiver. I'm going home. She turned to leave. But with so many passages leading this way and that, she had no idea which way she had come. She picked up her skirts and ran through the maze of tunnels. At last, she saw a glimmer of light and ran towards it. The passage opened into a thick clump of brambles and briars under some tall trees. Primrose had no idea where she was. I can't see the oak tree, she said in a small voice, and I can't see the willow by the stream. I think I must be lost. It was getting very dark. Big drops of rain began to fall and splashed through the leaves around her. Primrose huddled under a toadstool and tried not to cry. In the distance, a lonely owl hooted and the branches of the trees above creaked in the rising wind. There were little scrabbling noises in the bush, quite near to Primrose, and these worried her most of all. It got darker and darker, and soon everything disappeared into the night. Primrose was just trying not to think about weasels, when to her horror, she saw five little flickering lights coming through the woods toward her. She could just make out five strange figures behind them. They were shapeless and bulgy and seemed to have no heads at all. Primrose wriggled further back into the brambles. The figures came closer and closer and Primrose realized that they were going to pass right by her hiding place. The nearer they came, the worse they looked and she shut her eyes as she heard them pass only a whisker away where she was sitting. One, two, three, four. She decided to be very brave and take a peep at the fifth as it went by. It walked with a limp. It had a tail and whiskers and Mr. Apple's trousers.
Grandpa! She squeaked with delight. As each of the figures turned around, she recognized them. Mr. Apple, Mrs. Apple, Dusty Dogwood, and best of all, her own mother and father. Primrose pushed her way through the brambles. Primrose, cried Lady Daisy, you're safe. The harvest mice said you had gone to the woods, but it was so dark and wet that we'd almost given up hope of finding you, said her father. And he picked her up and wrapped her snugly in his cloak. Primrose was nearly asleep by the time they got home. Lady Woodmouse carried her up to her little room and took off her wet clothes. A clean nighty was warming by the fire and a mug of hot acorn coffee had been placed by the bed. I'll never go out of the field on my own again, Primrose whispered sleepily. Her mother gave her a kiss and smoothed her pillow. Ease your whiskers, rest your paws. Pies and puddings fill the stores. Sweetly dream the night away till sunshine brings another day. She sang this softly, tucking Primrose into her comfy bed. And I hope you have enjoyed such a lovely story. This was Brambly Hedge by Jill Barklam. If you are not familiar with these beautiful stories, I would encourage you to find a copy um, because the illustrations are a feast. They are absolutely filled and brimming with beauty and detail and just a talented artist. Thank you for joining me today and I can't wait for next time. Goodbye.